Lord just gave the word, so we're going to go to Numbers chapter 21. Numbers chapter 21, and I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Numbers chapter 21, verse 1 onwards, if you are getting ready for work, you can just hear as I read it. But if you are able to get your Bible on your phone or in front of you a physical copy, I highly recommend you do that. You read along with me wherever you are, which you are driving. Keep your eyes on the road, but your ears on what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Numbers chapter 21. I'm going to read from verse 1. The king of Arad, the Canaanite, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming on the road to Atarim. And he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. And they utterly destroyed them and their cities. So the name of that place was called Harma. But uh, read again. The king of Arad, the Canaanite, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming on the road to Atarim. God's people, ordained by God, they're all making their way, they're all journeying to where God wanted them to go to through the path that God had for them. But in the middle, they faced many oppositions. When they faced the oppositions, every time they called out to the Lord, God heard them. God answered them. It's important to keep the vows that you've made to God Almighty. Very important. When you call into the Lord in the day of trouble and you make a vow to God, make sure you keep it. The Bible says, don't be a fool not to keep the vow that you've made to the Lord. If you have uttered anything before the Lord God Almighty in the presence of God, and make sure you keep it. And they had a difficult time, who? The children of Israel. Because the enemy appeared to be stronger than them. And the enemy actually took some of the people, who? The people of God, the descendants of Abraham, prisoners. So when this happened, they made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, 
then I will utterly destroy their cities. Very obvious to see that God was expecting them to do something. And when this defeat happened, when this loss happened, Israel recognized our job here is to destroy what God wants us to destroy, and it's not done. And so, they're making this promise to God. Lord, if you will give these people into our hands, then we will destroy their cities. What is so important here in verse 2 is, they called out to the Lord with one voice. They are making a promise to God. They are saying, Lord, you do this and we will do this for you. I will do this for you. Give them into my hand. I will do this for you. Who is saying this? Israel. As one voice, they pray. They see themselves as one people doing the will of God. God heard their voice. God heard the voice of Israel coming to God as one voice. Oneness that God expects is very important when it comes to the people of God. The oneness that God is expecting is very precious to God. That's the prayer of Jesus. In the book of John, Father, just as how I'm one with you, may these people be one. Satan is the one who will come to destroy the oneness. And those who partner with Satan to go against the oneness that God not only requires, he expects in the body of Jesus Christ. They partner with the enemy they go against God. Imagine what will happen at that point. That's the spirit of Leviathan. That's the spirit of division. Division is a spirit. Division causing fear enters into people who are self-centered. Division can only come when people are self-centered. That means me-focused. Satan is very happy. Why was Lucifer pushed out of heaven? Because he was me-focused. When pride comes, when envy comes, when slander comes, the spirit of division will come. Satan is very happy. And what will he do? He'll bring his baggage He'll not only put it on that person, through that person he'll inflict that on the rest of the people who are willing to partner with Lucifer. When will victory come to a family, to a nation, to a church? When that oneness is there. When will the Spirit of God descend upon his people? When that oneness is there. Every believer is responsible to maintain that oneness or to contribute towards that oneness in the body of Jesus Christ. God expects that. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Those who make peace, those who actively make peace and work towards making peace, are people who will have to deny themselves. That means deny the flesh. That means deny or say no to the devil that works through the flesh to bring the division. They are the sons of God. They are the people of God. They are the ones who will walk in the Spirit and they are the ones who are called the sons of God, the children of God. When they pray, God will hear. When they pray, God will answer. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their city. See the one is there. One voice. They're doing well at this time. They're able to pray this way. And the Lord listened to the voice of Israel. He's seeing them as one. And delivered up the Canaanites and what did they do? They kept their vows. They utterly destroyed them and their cities. God is speaking to our hearts with his hour. Whatever God is telling you to do, make sure you do it. If you face deceit, examine yourself before the Lord and see where you have to set right. Repentance is not just saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Repentance is fixing that which you did wrong. That means to to whomever you went and slandered about somebody else, you need to go and tell them what I did was wrong. I have repented before God and I want to say sorry to you also because I destroyed somebody's reputation, another child of God's reputation in front of you. That's what true repentance is. True repentance is seeking God's forgiveness and also seeking the forgiveness of the one whom you've offended before God. It's before God. Whatever we do is before God. And when it concerns the body of Jesus Christ, whether it's your husband or your wife, whether it's your son or your daughter, whether it's your mother or your father, whether it's another brother or a sister, if they are in the body of Jesus Christ, if they are a believer who is walking with God, If they are in the body of Jesus Christ, washed by the blood of Jesus, God is watching over them and He is looking at you also. So whatever you do, you're doing against God. And whatever you do, you're doing it before God. So I think that we must really be careful when it comes to the family of God. The spirit of Lucifer shouldn't be given room in the life of a believer. Every believer should be focused on contributing towards the oneness and the peace in the family of God, living at home and in the house of God. It's a duty, it's a responsibility as God's children And everyone who says, I want to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
dissension and discord should have no part in their lives because it's a trait of Lucifer. Dissension causing gossip spirit is the spirit of Satan. Envy and bitterness is from Satan. So when we understand the root of all evil, when we understand the root cause of everything is not only Satan, but all those who cooperate with Satan, we would say, I've got to bring an end to this. I've got to bring an end to this. Just as Israel told God Almighty, I will utterly destroy the cities, whatever needs to be destroyed in your life, within you, in order for God to deliver you from the enemy, you need to do that. This is the voice of the Holy Spirit that is coming to the people of God at this hour. Many times people say, oh Lord, I need deliverance, I need deliverance, I need deliverance, but you know what, they won't do a thing about what they need to do. They won't do what they should do in order to destroy, put to death the works of the flesh. They won't do it. They say, God, take it away from me. Take it away from me. And God says, you do it. You do it. I've given you hands. I've given you mouth. I've given you feet. I've given you a will. You do it. There are certain things that we should do. And Israel understood that. Some of their family members have gone away. They've been taken as prisoners. They made a vow to the Lord God Almighty and said, You will indeed deliver who? These people. And utterly destroy their city. Do you have that kind of uh, vengeance against the enemy? God will help you. And the Spirit of God brings the conviction. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And whatever God is speaking to and pointing out, do you have the integrity to take action like Gideon did? Like these people did? Not just tell the Lord, Lord, I will do anything. Lord, whatever you tell me, I will do it. There are a lot of people who pray those prayers. Lord, I will do anything for you. I'll do anything for you. Meanwhile, the smallest thing they won't do. God is looking for people with active faith, not with dead faith. With active faith, not with dead faith. Whatever wrong you have made, you need to make it right. That's the mark of true repentance. Zacchaeus did that. Jesus didn't have to preach on that. When the true repentance came, automatically he said, Lord, to whomever I took from unjustly, I will give it fourfold. Nobody had to tell him that. He said, I'll do it, Lord. I'll do it. That's important. That's the true mark of repentance. So Israel does, does this over here. Lord, we will utterly destroy this city. No more defeat, Lord. We don't want to go through any more defeat. Give us the victory. And God gave them the victory. God wants to do the same thing for you. Lord, I'm having trouble here. I'm having trouble there. I'm not able to go forward anywhere, Lord. 
I'm not able to get this done. I'm not able to get that done. I'm suffering from this. I'm suffering from that. God says, look inside of you. You're still partnering with the devil. You still not set things right before me. And you want victory. How will victory come? How will victory come when we partner with the enemy? It won't come. Because if Satan has found his residence in a believer, how will victory come? He's the author of confusion. He's the author of destruction. He's the thief. If you let the thief inside your house, as long as he's there, he will steal. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. Don't cry out to God without removing the idols and the altars in your heart. If you want God to deliver you, if you want God to bring restoration in your life, then you have to utterly destroy the cities, that means the habitation of demons. You have to utterly destroy the base of the enemy that is in your life. You have to utterly destroy the spots that you've given for Satan in your heart, in your mind. I have this against that person. I have that feeling against that person. And I, I have this against this person. And who are you? God takes your breath away from you. It's over. All your feelings won't even stay with you in the grave. It's the mercy of God. All those feelings come from the pit of hell. Hell produces lies. When you entertain them, you partner with hell. And you're on the road to hell. Hell produces envy and strife. When you partner with hell, you're on the road to hell. And guess what? Satan will break down your health. He'll break down your finances. He'll break down your family. He'll break down everything that God has graciously given. It is important. Envy and strife shouldn't be in the life of a believer. There shouldn't be any room for envy and strife. I want to take you to a scripture that the Holy Spirit wants me to. Let's just turn to the book of James, chapter 3, and verse 16. James, chapter 3, verse 16. For where envy and self-speaking exist, reading from the New King James Version. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Envy and self-seeking exist. Confusion and every thing are there. In short, when you give room to envy, and self-seeking or self-ambition 
uh, anything to do with stuff, which the King James calls it a strife. Everything from health will be there. That means Lucifer himself will be there. All kinds of evil spirits will be there. Where envy and self seeking, self ambition, all about me is there. All kinds of evil spirits will be there. You will get anxiety, you will get depression, you will get sickness, you will have failures, you will have confusion. All kinds of things will be there. Why? You have opened the door to Lucifer and his demons. This is this is written to the believers. In the life of a believer, if jealousy comes, self-ambition comes, what have they done? They've opened the door to the spirit of jealousy and the spirit of self. What is it? That's the spirit of Lucifer. What happens at that point? Confusion comes in. They can't think right. They can't see right. They have a spirit of confusion. And every evil thing will come in. You can call that delusion. There will be disorder in every evil work. King James Bible says, confusion in every evil work. Every evil work, very strong words, the Spirit of God is recorded in the Bible. Not some evil work, every evil work, every evil work under the sun. All kinds of evil spirits, all the evil spirits will be there. Where? Where envy is, where self-seeking is. Where jealousy comes, self-ambition comes. He hurt my feelings, she hurt my feelings. Lucifer will come and occupy such people. I can't stand them. That God is using them. Or I can stand them. Because they're doing good. They have a good name. What is that? Spirit of Lucifer. Spirit of Satan. How can a believer be like that? When a fellow believer is blessed, and God blesses another believer with a new car, people who are really walking with God will rejoice, will be so happy for them. Because there's my brother, there's my sister. Meanwhile, the people who open the door for Satan, Lucifer, the next thing will come to their mind is, I need to get something like that or better than that. What have they done? They've opened the door to envy. Who comes there? Lucifer comes there. Believers need to be very careful. Where envy comes, self-seeking comes, confusion will come, and every evil spirit will come there. Because Lucifer himself comes there. 
Satan is very much attracted to darkness. Darkness is his covering. Where envy is, self is, Lucifer will be there. You invite him into your lives at that point. This is a very serious matter that the Spirit of God wants to address and educate our church. Very important. When you see someone speak words of bitter bitterness, when you see someone or hear someone saying this person did this and that person did this, you want to keep yourself safe, run far away from such people. When you hear people gossip, run far away from such people because you don't want God's wrath to come upon you. Don't partner with evil. Don't partner with workers of evil. It's very important. When you see symptoms of envy, run far away. Pray for them, but run far away from them. Don't partner with them. Don't talk or listen to them at that time. Be very careful. Because you lose your healing that you received. Not only that, as Jesus said, whatever left will come sevenfold stronger than before. The delusion will come much stronger than before. You have to be very careful. It's good for believers to memorize the scripture. Keep it before them every single day. When God blesses someone, especially a fellow believer, that's a child of God, you should rejoice. Be thankful to God because God has been pleased to bless them. It's not just all we give testimony because I got blessed and someone gets blessed, not happy. What is that? That's Satan. Because God is happy when He blesses people. All of heaven is happy when He blesses people. Every single believer should be happy when God blesses His people. Who's the only one who'll be unhappy? Jealous and bitter and angry when God blesses his people. Lucifer. Evil spirits. Who will be always thinking about themselves? Those who have the evil spirits. When you find these symptoms, just like when you begin to sneeze, you need to start doing what you have to do to get that disease out of you. When you find these symptoms, you have to make sure that you kill it in the beginning. It shouldn't even come, first of all. Those who are really walking with God will have no trace of these things. But if you find these symptoms show up, don't wait until it possesses you. Don't wait until those evil spirits possess you, dominate you. And take away whatever God has graciously given to you. But these demons won't simply come and say, well, I'll just make you more jealous and make you sin. No. That's bad enough. However, they'll come to destroy you. Take away every blessing that God has given until you have nothing to hold on to, take you all the way to the depths of hell. And whatever deliverance God has given or God gave 
all of those will be lost. When you open the door to the devil, he'll come in as a mighty force with a vengeance sevenfold. So be very careful. So if thorough repentance is necessary, thorough repentance will make sure that you fix the wrong that you did. It's not a cover-up. You really said it right. That's what thorough repentance is. I will utterly destroy their cities. Numbers 21, verse 2. The last part of verse 2. After they said this, the Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. Now what is he expecting God? Them to utterly destroy them and their cities. And they did it. God will speak. When you say, Lord, help me. I repent. God will wait and see what you do with your prayer. You said you repent? Let me see how thoroughly you repented. Let me see how truly you repented. Let me see. Where's the truth? Let me see. Okay, you fix this? That's what God is looking for. When we do what we're supposed to do before God Almighty, then there'll be no room for the devil. Then the work of God will thoroughly be done in our lives. True repentance is turning away from what you did wrong and turn towards what you need to do. Not doing what you used to do, but doing what you're supposed to do. It's very important. May God speak to our hearts this morning. To thoroughly repent where repentance is necessary. This goes to every single person here. Whatever area God is speaking to you, it's between you and God. It's important. You come to the presence of God for the Lord to wash you with His Word and make sure you let the Word wash every part of you. That takes faith in being yielded to the working of the Holy Spirit. Where you say, Lord, wash all of me. Wash all of me. God is speaking to us today. You need to do what you have to do before God. Israel made a vow to the Lord and God heard it. And God gave up the enemies. He gave the enemies to the people of Israel. He turned the defeat into victory for them. Whatever vow they made to the Lord, they kept it. Utterly destroyed the cities of the enemy. God is looking at you this morning and He's asking you this question. What have you done to utterly destroy the base of Satan in your life? What have you done to destroy the base of Satan in your life? Is it laziness? Is it lying? Is it slander? 
Is it envy? Is it bitterness? Is it lust? Greed? Self? Self-pity? Self-preservation? Pride? These are all from Satan. These are all from Satan. The base for this must be destroyed. The Israelites utterly destroyed them and their cities. I mean, not only the people, the city has to be destroyed. Not only the actions, but whatever led to the actions. There has to be thorough work done in your spirit, in your soul, in your heart, in your life. The Spirit of God will convict. The Spirit of God will show His light upon those areas. Now you do it. After that, you have to do it. You have to go before God and repent. And that involves making right your wrongs. Don't expect God to do what you should do. It won't happen that way. God can only give you the food. You have to use your hand, pick up the spoon and the fork, whatever you use, to take the food and put it in your mouth. And you have to use your mouth to chew it, and you have to use your throat and your tongue to swallow it. God has given your mouth and your tongue and your teeth, your hands, to put to use what God has given. He's not going to somehow supernaturally take it and put it no once you put it in then the digestion process that needs to take place so the body that God has given God will take care of that but if you don't do your part sin will lay at your door if you don't destroy them and their cities in your life there will be no deliverance will face loss after loss, after loss. There's the prophecy God is speaking to our church of the South. Loss after loss after loss. Spiritual loss and loss in every way. You know why? Because that base is Satan's base. You give him room and don't destroy his habitation. He will sit there. That is his launch pad. He will destroy you. God wants to rescue you and deliver you. That is why he's speaking to you this morning. Make sure you do a thorough clean-up job. Don't leave anything undone. You can clean up your whole house and leave a place with a rotten apple and let it rot. Sit there and not clean that part. See how your house will turn out to be, even if you keep the rest of the place spotless. Eventually you're going to get sick. That one rotten rotten apple, if it's not discarded, it'll take over your whole house. And it'll take over you. Spiritual laziness will clothe a person with rags. 
reach Canaan, not inherit, but even reach Canaan, the enemy will come in at every level. You need to fight against him, not partner with him. If you partner with him, he'll be doomed. You need to fight against him. And our fight is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and powers and wicked rulers in high places. And if you partner with envy, and join with Lucifer, you will inherit confusion and every evil thing from the devil. You won't even make it halfway through, let alone inherit Cain. So God speaking to us this morning to alert you to the ways of the enemy. God is speaking to you this morning so that you can understand the seriousness of spiritual warfare. Don't toy with Satan. Many times what happens to people in the physical realm is a, is a very clear indication of what is happening to them in the spiritual realm. Samson lost his spiritual vision and then he lost his physical eyes. Don't let that happen to you. The journey that should have been a blessed journey where God had planned manna for the people, where God had the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire for the people of God. I've never seen things like this. God himself was accompanying them. When God gave water at the rock, whatever opposition that was there, God was turning things around. It was all planned and marked out by God for the people of Israel. He said, these people are not that strong. If I take them through a shorter route, they will get discouraged and they'll want to go back. God wants them to inherit Canaan. He does not want them to go into bondage again. So he says, I have planned out this path for them, this wilderness journey. But I'm going to be with them through the entire wilderness and I'll give them the angels' food. All that stuff he has planned. And how are the people? Entire generation and make it. Why? They spoke evil. They murmured. Unthankful. Whatever God gave looked bad for them. Whatever Satan did looked better for them. What is that? You call that delusion. Whatever was ugly all of a sudden looked colorful. Whatever was given by God which no one on earth ever experienced before or after. Such glorious things that is planned. These people proved themselves to be unworthy. Every place, after seeing so much complaint, let no one be like that. 
God has marked out his path for every single person who comes into the family of God. Instead of being of one heart and one mind and one voice, no one in the church should become an agent of Satan. Not only will you get destroyed, the consequence will ruin from one generation to the other. We have to have this in mind. May God speak to your heart of this hour. Those who are truly God's children will do whatever it takes to maintain peace, to, will do whatever it takes to promote peace. God's people are like that. Not make peace with sin, not make peace with the devil. They will ferociously fight with the enemy that's a good fight of faith. And they will make peace through the Holy Spirit with the people of God. That's character. And the Christian character is not there. And flesh is working, and flesh is given room, then envy and strife is seen. Self is seen. And then the ugly spite and the stench that comes from the ugliness, like that rotten apple, goes all over. May God speak to our hearts in this hour. Resolve in your heart, whatever area it is, that you see the spirit of Canaanite is working there. And the base for the spirit of Canaanites to operate is in you. Resolve in your heart to do everything to utterly destroy that. And then God will take you further. Only then you'll be able to move forward and to continue in your journey to inherit the Canaan that God has for you. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Father, you've spoken and we've heard your voice. Because you love us, you speak to us. Because you love us, you expose Satan because you love us. You show us the way. Because you love us, you tell us what we need to do. Because you love us, because you want us to move forward, because you want us to inherit Canaan, You're calling us this morning, Lord. 
to do that which is right before you. Not to give any room for the enemy. To destroy every base of the Canaanite spirit. To destroy every base of the enemy. To destroy the enemy and his habitation. In the lives of your people. So that they may have the freedom that they need to move forward in this spiritual journey to inherit everything that you have for them, Father. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.